Abruptly, Brome changed the subject. You were absent from Hokitika for over two months, he said. What caused your absence? I'm ashamed to say that I've been under the effects of opium, sir, said Staines. I was astonished to discover, upon my return, that over two months had passed. Where have you been? I believe I've spent much of the time in the opium den at Kanyeri, Chinatown, said Staines. But I couldn't tell you for sure. Brum paused. The opium den, he repeated. Yes, sir, said Staines. The proprietor was a fellow named Sook, Ah Sook. Broom did not want to dwell on the subject of our souk. You were discovered, he said, on the 20th of March in the cottage that once belonged to Crosby Wells. What were you doing there? I believe I was looking for my bonanza, said Staines. Only I got a little muddled. I was unwell, and I couldn't remember where I buried it. When did you first develop a dependency upon opium, Mr. Staines? I first touched the drug on the night of the 14th of January. In other words, the very night that Crosby Wells died. So they tell me. A bit of a coincidence, wouldn't you say? Moody objected to this. Mr. Wells died of natural causes, he said. I cannot see how any coincidence with a natural event can be a significant one. In fact, said Broom, the post-mortem revealed a small quantity of laudanum in Mr. Wells' stomach. A small quantity, Moody repeated. Continue with your interrogation, Mr. Brum, said the Justice. Sit down, Mr. Moody. Thank you, sir, said Brum to the Justice. He turned back to Staines. Can you think of a reason, Mr. Staines, why Mr. Wells might have taken any quantity of laudanum together with a great quantity of whiskey? Perhaps he was in pain. Pain of what kind? I am speculating, said Staines. I'm afraid I can only speculate. I did not know the man's personal habits intimately, and I was not with him that evening. I mean only that laudanum is often taken as a pain relief, or as an aid to sleep. Not on top of a bottle of whiskey, it's not. I certainly would not attempt such a combination myself, but I cannot answer for Mr. Wells. Do you take laudanum, Mr. Staines? Only when prescribed, not as a habit. Do you have a prescription currently? Currently I do, said Staines, but it is a very recent prescription. How recent, please? It was first administered to me on the 20th of March, said Staines, as a pain relief and as a method of weaning me from my addiction. Prior to the 20th of March... Have you ever purchased or otherwise obtained a file of laudanum from Pritchard's Drug Emporium on Collingwood Street? No. A file of laudanum was discovered in Crosby Wells' cottage some days after his death, said Broom. Do you know how it got there? No. Was Mr. Wells, to your knowledge, dependent upon opiates? He was a drunk, said Staines. That's all I know. Broom studied him. Please tell the court how you spent the night of the 14th of January, in sequence, and in your own words. I met with Anna Wetherill at the Dust and Nugget around seven, said Staines. We had a drink together, and after that we went back to my apartment on Revel Street. I fell asleep, and when I woke, uh, around 10.30, I suppose, 
She had gone. I couldn't think why she might have left so suddenly, and I went out to find her. I went to the gridiron. There was nobody at the front desk, and nobody on the landing, and the door of her room upstairs was unlocked. I entered and saw her laid out on the floor with her pipe and the resin and the lamp arranged around her. Well, I couldn't rouse her, and while I was waiting for her to come to, I knelt down to take a look at the apparatus. I'd never touched opium before, but I'd always longed to try it. There's such a mystique about it, you know, and the smoke is so lovely and thick. Her pipe was still warm, and the lamp was still burning, and everything seemed serendipitous somehow. I thought I might just taste it. She looked so marvellously happy. She was even smiling. What happened next, said Broom, when Staines did not go on? I went under, of course, said Staines. It was heavenly. Broom looked annoyed. And after that? Well, I had a pretty decent go at her pipe, and then I lay down on her bed and slept for a bit, or dreamed. It wasn't sleep, exactly. When I came up again, the lamp was cold, and the bowl of the pipe was empty, and Anna was gone. I'm ashamed to say I didn't even spare her a thought. All I wanted was another taste. It was such a thirst, you see. From the first sip, I was enchanted. I knew I couldn't rest until I tried the drug again. All this from your very first taste, said Broom, sceptically. Yes, said Staines. What did you do? I made for the den in Chinatown at once. It was early, just past dawn. I saw no one on the road at all. How long did you remain in Canary Chinatown? I think a fortnight, but it's hard to recall exactly. Each day blurred into the next. Our sook was ever so kind to me. He took me in, fed me, made sure I never ate too much. He kept tally of my debts on a little chalkboard. Did you see anyone else over this period? No, said Staines, but really I can't remember much at all. What is the next thing you remember? I woke up one day and our sook was not there. I became very upset. He had taken his opium with him. He always did when he left the den. And I turned the place over, looking for it, becoming more and more desperate. And then I remembered Miss Wetherill's supply. I set off for Hokitiko at once, in a frenzy. It was raining.